I slept in this basement that was chiseled out of limestone, and there was this door built into the limestone with two steps in front of it that was locked shut and really creeped me out. I woke up, or so I thought, and saw a small girl standing next to my bed in pajamas. She was semi-decomposed, and her mouth was open, like Donald Sutherland in the Pod People movie, which I hadn't seen at the time. So I sat up and swiped at her after asking five times, who are you? And when I did, her jaw unlatched and she dove towards me and it felt like I was consumed whole by her. I woke up again and could not move. My heart was beating so fast it was pitch black and the light was 20 feet away by the stairs. It took me 10 minutes to make it the fuck out of there. I convinced my roommates to let me sleep in this Jersey Shore-esque guest room for people who wanted a bang. We moved that downstairs. The door had fallen off that room and across the hall was the door to the basement. The girl came twice more, same results. The third and final straw was the front of my bed being not completely up against the wall. The room was like half an octagon shape. I laid so I could see the door and three nights in a row would see decomposed hands, two or three pairs, reaching out of the shadows directly from that part of the basement I used to sleep in. They'd get a hold of me, and it felt like I was being shocked from fear. Again, I couldn't breathe, talk, or move. Anything. I moved out. It was fucking up my grades. I couldn't sleep at all and would only fall asleep when the sun came up and then miss all of my classes. It was awful. That house was fucking scary. The sad thing was I tried rationalizing with the girl like I could help her, but she'd just stare and open her mouth more and more. The sound. No one should have to experience that sound. My roommates got a bunch of shrooms one night and I refused to take them. I felt like I would have opened the gates of hell that were in my brains and completely lost it. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky. An unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. If you could not tell by the title of the episode which you clicked and are currently listening to, we're back with even more Sleep Paralysis Tales. And this is volume three, I think. We haven't touched on Sleep Paralysis since, since midway through the first season, I believe. So this is uh, kind of a throwback. What, st- what a great day for a throwback to drop. I still haven't experienced it. I'm not convinced. Yeah, you, st- you sure haven't, and you sure aren't. But that is par for the course with this podcast, as usual. 
So welcome back to Sleep Paralysis, Volume 3. We're going to regale you with a few more creepy, well, downright terrifying sleep paralysis experiences. And, uh, well, you can be the judge what you feel about them. We know where Christian stands on it. We know where I stand on it. And you know where you're going to stand on it, and that's fine. If you are new to the show, welcome. If you could, just take a minute out of your time and rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and pretty much wherever you're listening right now. If you're on YouTube listening to the show, subscribe, comment, let us know where you're listening from, what you think of the show. If you have episode ideas, we're down to hear from you. We love talking to you guys. In the same realm of talking to you guys, you can also find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and at TFT Paranormal on TikTok. As Christian mentioned recently in a previous episode, we uh, we run the gamut across the social media pages. It's not just the same thing posted on five different websites. You actually get different content depending on where you're listening or where you're checking us out. So if you haven't checked out the TikTok videos, you'll probably get a kick out of those. If you haven't checked out the YouTube shorts or the text posts that we do, the little horror shorts, you'll probably get a kick out of those on Instagram. Everything else you can find on YouTube, Facebook, the whole nine. If you have a sleep paralysis story of your own that you'd like to share with the show or any other paranormal experience that has uh, plagued your mind, Feel free to send it in to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We absolutely love to hear your stories. Recently released our second listener story episode, so go back and check that out. If you want to be in on the third episode, whenever that drops, then send in the stories, and we'll uh, we'll make sure to get you added to that ASAP. Not calling you ASAP. I was looking at Christian when I said it, but that's fine. Across from me, as always, is my co-host and father-in-law, Christian. How you doing, Christian? I'm doing wonderful. I thought you were calling me like ASAP Rocky. Nope, I was just calling you ASAP. What do you think about that first story? It sounded like demons. You know what uh, is interesting? The limestone walls. Limestone has an interesting lore to it. Yeah. Isn't that one of the ones that like residual hauntings are, or energy in general is supposed to like, uh, I think I want to say it's like the stone tape theory is one of the main conduits is limestone. A lot of things, a lot of ancient things built out of limestone also. True. Ancient sacred places that have a lot of limestone. Not a lot of stories, I imagine, include girls in pajamas that unclench their jaw and consume you whole over and over and then haunt you. And when you move into the room across the way with just decomposed hands, it's creepy. That was a little demonic. Yeah, a little bit. And I'm going to clip that now that you've said that. So we have Christian saying that was a little demonic for future I'm okay with that. I approve this message. Clip that as well. Yeah. So moving into these next, this next batch, I'm not going to get bogged down with the banter or then whatnot of the show. You guys know what you're listening to. It's the Freefy Deefy, and you're enjoying your time as always with us. So let's dive into some of these stories, shall we? These stories are the ones about your brain malfunctioning and making you think you see things when you're asleep. <laughs> oh, sweet, naive Christian. It's okay. fine. Uh, this actually next batch, for anyone that's listening that is familiar with sleep paralysis, which I'm sure is everyone, and if you're not, Google sleep paralysis, click on images, and I'm willing to bet within the first five, you're going to have a painting from way back in the day of a weird old gremlin monster atop an old lady's chest with a spooky looking horse in the background. Every, you you know what picture I'm talking about, right? I do. Yeah. Everyone is probably visualizing this picture going, oh, I know exactly what painting you're talking about. And somehow the the creepiest thing about that painting is the shocked looking horse in the background for whatever reason i don't know why the horse is back there the woman's sleeping it, it's a whole thing this story and then i found a few actually comments on this story we're talking about seeing this specific entity prior to knowing that it existed via that painting you know mm. these are some tales of that gremlin i don't really know what else to call it other than the sleep paralysis gremlin or demon or it's not the i guess it's kind of labeled the old hag 
Yes. But I think that's a different entity. I very, think there's the gremlin and then I think there's the old hag lady. Yeah. It's very arch archetypical. Archetypal. Mm. Archetypical. I don't know. Yeah. So it's an archetype. So this this story is actually from Curly Bacon. I've had cycles of sleep paralysis for as long as I can remember and regularly see two different, quote, demons. The hallucinations are visual, auditory, and you can physically feel them at times. And I actually did get like several stories of people that think these are just hallucinations too. And I did that for you, Christian, because I wanted you to feel included. Even though us, me and the rest of the listeners are like, we know what's really going on here. By saying hallucin hallucinations, I don't want to think like it's like a, a mental disorder. I think the brain, whether we're to, it's actual sleep paralysis in this case, the brain can make you hallucinate. We can discuss later on whether that's the case. Let's, sure. Let's, let's hear the stories first. Yeah. Smart move. Smart move. <laughs> yeah, so auditory, you can physically feel them at times. They have become more vivid as I've gotten older. One of the entities is a tall, dark hooded figure that always stood at the bottom of my bed. My scariest experience with him was when I woke up one night with sleep paralysis and the big spooky hooded bastard was standing right next to me. His hood was covering his face, but I knew he was watching me and I knew he was evil. The second one I see is a smallish gremlin type creature that's got pointy features and is a browny green color. Very similar to the one in the painting, but I had seen him before I had seen the painting or even knew what sleep paralysis was. He normally appears when I'm on my back and restricts my breathing and speaks in a weird whispery language. I woke up once and he was crouching in the corner of the ceiling. When I looked up at him, he turned his head and looked right at me and smiled. I woke up on my side once and I could hear him behind me speaking in his freaky language. Then I felt his snake-like tongue going in my ear and making a slithery noise. Canceled, time's up for the gremlin. I can't tell how glad I am when I found out there was a scientific explanation for it and that I wasn't actually being haunted. I can't explain how so many people with sleep paralysis see similar demons and how we all just know that the things we are seeing are evil, but it's something I choose not to think about too much for the sake of ever being able to sleep again. And then we have a follow-up to that story, and this is another person that witnessed this same gremlin thing. Uh, the smallish gremlin type creature you described sounds exactly like the demon that terrorized me as a kid. I've had sleep paralysis sporadically throughout my life, and you've helped me realize I had episodes a lot as a kid. I slept in one of the basement bedrooms, and that damn thing would hear me wake up from upstairs like it was waiting for me. It would come crashing down to my bedroom, breaking things and making horrible squealing noises of excitement. I wouldn't move, couldn't move, and it would jump on my chest and immediately start choking me furiously. It happened frequently while living in a house while I was five to maybe seven years old. They were so terrifying, I just thought they were simply nightmares. That's, for whatever reason, that's more terrifying than waking up and seeing something in your room. It's waking up and then hearing something acknowledge you waking up from upstairs making a ruckus all the way down the stairs to come into your room and just start choking you out. Ugh, no. And then a follow-up to a follow-up to that follow-up was another comment that said, I've seen the gremlin creature and remember it vividly from childhood. It was that dark brown color, sometimes closer to black, scaly, tough skin, pointed ears, and looked somewhat like a mutated dog. Sometimes there would be one big one and sometimes two smaller ones. I would usually only catch glimpses of the big one, except for the first time. The first time, he looked at me from my closet and jumped out onto my chest. 
I recall seeing his head quickly duck down behind my headboard when I was awake one time. The smaller ones would appear when I was semi-awake and had that falling feeling we get when we're on the edge of sleep. Except most of the time, instead of falling, it felt like my bed was being pushed from one side and being tipped up. This went on for years and is so vivid, I've never been able to forget about it. Ooh. So for the first person who's like, I'm glad there's a scientific explanation. Yeah. But maybe there's not. Maybe it's demons and we need an exorcist up in here. I think, I look, I'm not saying that there isn't a scientific explanation for the idea of sleep paralysis and like hypnagogic or hypnopompic hallucinations. I'm not saying that that's not possible, but I'm also not ruling out the fact that there could be, if you're someone that's more on the spiritual fence and there is this thing that people have seen dating back centuries at this point, you have people telling stories of seeing this thing before they even saw the painting of it or anything like that. I'm not ruling out that there's there couldn't be a spiritual aspect to this, like where it is demonic or it is even not demonic, but an entity of some kind that has its way with humanity when they're asleep you know there's i mean the, the lore out there is endless about these types of creatures and pretty much anything in between the waking and the dead so like <laughs> it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities that there's a spiritual angle to this that i'm not saying every sleep paralysis episode is in fact you know demonic or anything like that but i think if people are seeing the same entity across the board, that's something that you should acknowledge and not just be like, well, it is crazy that all of our minds created the exact same being and this and that. Like, I'm not dismissing the scientific angle, but I'm 100% saying that that's not all there is to it. It goes deeper than that. I think it's probably not demons. Of course, I have to say that because I don't <laughs> believe in demons. That's weird because I have a clip of you saying something demon related not 10 minutes ago yeah but it's a deep fake you know how it is Scott, these roll days. that beautiful bean footage there are demons that was a little demonic i approve this message <laughs> i don't know man it's spooky the way these stories go and i can see that it, there's like maybe a genetic memory or just the way our brain processes information especially when we're asleep hmm. but they're pretty vivid some of them are, yeah. It's like like these people took mushrooms or acid and tried to fall asleep and saw stuff. That's the kind of imagery they're getting. And it is I can imagine how scary it would be to wake up but not quite wake up. Or just wake up and not be able to move. Like that alone is terrifying. Because you like there's you can be helpless and you can be whatever, but like if you absolutely cannot move, then you are 100% helpless to what's going on. You're like, well, I guess I just have to watch this unfold before my eyes. Great. Yeah. What if it's your subconscious torturing you? I mean, that would explain not much of it, but... I mean, I don't know why your subconscious would torture you. That'd be more ego. There's quite a few people that... Like, there's a running theme with a lot of stuff. And obviously, the gremlin is one that's very, you know, popular. You can find a lot of stories of people seeing this thing. Always jumps in your chest, always chokes you out or strangles you or but that, that, scars you. Or... When, when it jumps on your chest... That's like an incubus or a succubus. That's where and they I think start. That's, yeah, I think that's where one of the original, the lore behind that thing was. I think I want to say it's called the nightmare or something like that. But yeah, the original painting, I should say. But I think it was based off of uh, incubus. So, I mean, and even that, that would, in the spiritual realm, that would be something that is not real. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no. But if you want to find something that, if it is an actual entity or something like that, it could be an incubus. It could be something like that. That you know, who's to say? Really, I obviously don't have all the answers, and you definitely don't have all the answers. So I prefer a succubus over an incubus. Just my preference. Yeah, yeah. If something's gonna come, and you know, succubus would probably be a lot better for us. But... Yeah. If if I gotta be tortured, send send Lilith in. 
This next one is from Watchtower Wolf. I got to see mine about once a month, usually somewhere near the full moon, which is odd. Is this a period? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that with, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna let that progress <laughs> further. I'm sorry. I'm gonna let you just control yourself while I get ready to go back into the story. <laughs> somewhere near the full moon, which is odd. It starts out usually with me waking up. That's usually how it starts. <laughs> yeah. It starts with me being sound asleep and then waking up in the morning. No. It starts out usually with me waking up. I can always tell what it is about to happen, so I try to scream and wake someone up to shake me out of it. If that does not work, I try to move my limbs and force myself to roll out of bed and wake up. This typically does not work, so I know it's time for the visit. A shadow forms along the floorboards of my bedroom and starts going up the walls. I can then feel the presence of radio, TV static. The shadow starts to form into a demon similar to the early renditions of Slenderman. He has no eyes or face, just little balls of static where the facial structure should be. He slowly starts edging closer and closer to my face and the volume of the static rises and I can feel it very lightly shocking me. It then puts me in some weird trance by grabbing the sides of my face and screaming directly into it. This is the scariest part. The scream is so shrill, I can't even describe to you how terrible it is. As this happens, the room starts to turn red and these giant arms start to form into long spikes. So while I'm stunned and hypnotized, it starts taunting me with the spikes, rubbing them around my neck and heart. He then reaches up and stabs me directly into the throat and I wake up. Well, this time. Wholesome. Well, well wake up this time. Yeah, this time. Creepy, man. I Look, and this is coming from someone that has seen a lot of weird and creepy shit in my life. I cannot even fathom what something, what experiencing something like that looks like. Or like the terror that would, would be attached to you after that. Even if you were completely, quote unquote, rational and be like, ah, it's just my brain. Still, man, how could you sleep ever again knowing that this has happened in the past and could very well happen again when you're like, up, oh, lulling off into a beautiful sleep. Oh no, here comes the shadow demon. Right. And we're back. You know what's really scary is if it was the just the brain, mm. the fact that your brain would do that to you is like, not I thought we were on the same side, dude. What the hell? Yeah, it's like uh, I'd rather it be demons because my own. If my own brain is doing this to me, I got something wrong. I saw there was one story. I don't think it made the cut, but there was a story about this guy talking about having sleep paralysis constantly growing up and just being okay because he at some point as a teenager or something like that learned that it was all just in your head and there's a scientific explanation for it blah 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 and then having an experience where his i think his uncle or something had passed away and the following night his or maybe it was like a week later his sleep paralysis was actually this uncle that was coming like walking down the hallway wearing all white and he like peeks in at, in the bedroom and kind of smiles and like waves keeps walking down the hallway and the guy's like oh what a wholesome sleep paralysis experience this was and he goes downstairs for breakfast the next morning and it's, he's talking about like i think his parents are talking or something like that and his mom talks about how her the the uncle had come into her bedroom and sat with her last night or she had a dream that the uncle came into her bedroom and sat with her last night and described him exactly how the guy had seen it in his quote-unquote sleep paralysis episode and so this dude starts like he's eating you know waffles or whatever at, at the breakfast table starts bawling his eyes out and she's like what the hell's wrong it's like he's like well i saw the same thing last night and it was just one of my sleep paralysis episodes and he's like and i can't help but thinking right now 
if that was real, then what else that I have seen has been real as well. And so it was like this creepy like realization realization for him because he's like, oh, what a wholesome thing. I saw my uncle come through and he was he was okay and everything was fine. And then my mom saw him, which means that he couldn't have just been like a weird hallucination in my mind that in fact it was a real thing that I witnessed, that someone else also witnessed. So stuff like that, like like again, I'm not saying that you can't have your brain just making shit up randomly for sleep paralysis, but that doesn't like span the entire spectrum of what is happening with these experiences. There are people that that witnessed real things with this and it could be spiritual. It could be demonic. There could be all kinds of fun, weird explanations for it. But what if these things are always just right there mm. and you just don't see them unless you're in that, that like between sleep yes, and, and, and waking. Certain, yeah. And only certain people get it, but yeah, you're just, maybe they aren't demons, but there's these things are always all around us, which like dimensional it's, entities. Yeah, which is still scary. It's, it's if anything, scarier. Because right. then you're like, oh, it's there could be one hanging from the ceiling right now screaming in my face. And just because I'm not in that state of sleep or between, you know. Do you ever think maybe they're screaming at your face because they don't like us talking about this topic? Yeah, they're like, it's creepy for us too, guys. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. What maybe if, uh, what if they had their own sleep paralysis? And in their sleep paralysis, they walk into a room. And it's, or we walk into their room and we're just like, Hey, you got any milk, man? Yeah. Ah, a human. <laughs> no, probably not. I can't imagine that's a thing, but if it is hot diggity, you know, it can be a thing for us. It can be a thing for demons. Yeah. We just got to flip it around on them. We got to yeah. enter their dimension while they're sleeping and we do the creepy stuff. With my theory, that just means there's always demons. There's always demons. They may not really be demons, but once we call them demons, they're demons and they're scary. They could just be trying to live their good life. Yeah. So anyway, now that we got Christian's perspective on that, this next one's from Lebowski Achiever 12. So the first time I watched a figure darker than the pitch black room walk from the hallway into my room. Then it bent over at the waist and seemingly stared at me about six inches from my face. Then it tried to rip my heart out of my chest by chowing down on my rib cage. Trying to scream was, was useless for what seemed like eternity, completely frozen. Finally screamed, guess I was coming around, and it exploded into a cloud and dissolved. The second time, I was playing in a metal band and crashed at our bass player's apartment. He had all sorts of pentagrams and various hell-loving metal posters all over the walls in the living room. I was on the couch and watched the same dark figure I'd seen years before walk into the room and sit in a chair across from me. It stared again and pointed at me until I could finally scream. This time it just dissolved though, no explosion-ish thing. It's probably happened three or four times. The horrible part is, I didn't know what the dark man or sleep paralysis demon was until about a year ago. Just spent the last 20 years or so believing a demon was following me and liked to ruin my month from time to time. Judge if you want, but until you see that shit and feel how real it is, you just won't get it. The complete relief I felt when I finally learned it was sleep paralysis was amazing. Interesting that this thing all of a sudden didn't try to eat his heart when he was in a room full of pentagrams. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, I He's like, this is my you. church. I will not yes. desecrate your body like right. that. I don't understand why these things are so violent. And so aggressive and want to like be right in your face and chewing on you. Well, I think if you have, let's say that, you know, there's a lot of lore out there of like fear eaters, you know, where like entities like feed on your fear. Like Monsters, Inc. 
Yeah, exactly like the movie Monsters, Inc. for children. But so you have stuff like that that maybe feeds on this type of fear. And so if it has you in a state where you can't move and it's just like, oh, I get to play with this thing. Maybe it's just feeding off your reaction to it. There are a lot of people that say when they don't react to things or they just like let it go, if they tell themselves, oh, it's just in my head, it's just in my head, then eventually the things start to not be as serious. So it's like uh, your brother or sister, you just ignore yeah. it when it gets annoying and it'll give up. Yeah. It comes in. It's like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. And you're like, you're just in my head. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, the weird thing is that kind of reminds me of like the way he ex- ex- explained the, the first one, how it kind of like... Or maybe it's the second one, how it just dissolved. Like, that's kind of what it looked like when I saw those weird hooded ring wraith looking things like leaning over China and Eagle River. That shit was weird, man. And I've mentioned it as almost like uh, they disappeared in the same way that if you were to like light a piece of paper on fire. Right. Just how sporadic the flames are as it eats away. That's how it disappeared. And I was like, so when I read this guy's story and I heard the way that he described it as just kind of like dissolved away, I'm like, yeah, it kind of sounds similar to what what I had with those. But the thing the thing with me is I'm never paralyzed. If it is just weird hallucinations, I can always move. Like it's never been an instance of me being like stuck to the bed or anything like that. Well, the paralyzed part is typically your brain still in a dream state or yeah. like locking you up for REM sleep or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So whatever you're gonna see at that point, it may. I mean, we could always say it's a demon that's making you not be able to move. But mm. in this case, it's like more Occam's razor. Your brain does that every night anyway. It's just you wake up in this scenario and that part of your brain hasn't woken up the body yet. So you're kind of stuck and trapped. And then whatever's coming at you is a lot more scary when you can't move or scream or anything like that. Isn't it funny? Haven't we talked about like being beacons in the spiritual world or something like that? Like almost like we're a light source. And so these entities or whatever would see us. What if when we're sleeping, like that is kind of dim or something. And if you wake up, then it, you know, we're like the the beacon is bright again. They can, they can tell. And what if they just know that we're like trapped, like, like our body can't move. And they're like, oh, oh, this one, this one, I'm going to go get this one. So it comes out of your closet, comes out of the ceiling, the floorboards, whatever. It kind of reminds weird, creepy shit. Reminds me of like the shining and Dr. Sleep where you, where you shine if you have those skills. Mm, yeah. And then the evil ones that come after that shine. And yeah. try to take it from you. I mean, we're probably not describing it perfectly, but something along those lines feels in the realm of possibilities for me. I mean, I'm I'm a skeptic. Not but even you the, believe it. The stuff in Doctor Sleep was kind of convincing that that could be a thing out there. The story was well told, so it made me kind of this could be true. You know, yeah. who knows? I mean, I don't believe in demons. I don't necessarily believe these are demons, mm. whether they're mental or real. You know. We just need to get you in a sleep paralysis experience of your own. The closest I've ever come is one of those dreams where you want to wake up and you have to like force yourself to make a noise to wake yourself up. But Ooh, I had one of those a couple nights ago. I actually had to ask China if I screamed myself awake (laughs) because I was looking out. And the weird thing is the last last week or so, China's been having dreams of demons again. And in China's dreams of demons, she never sees them, but she knows they're there. And it's always like behind her or it's in like it's hiding or something like that. But she can always just sense that it's a demon. So she's had a couple demon dreams in the last week. And then I had one 
but I can always see the shit. So I had one like a few days ago and I was looking out the, the big window in our living room and there's something purple just on the deck and I just knew it was bad. I couldn't tell what it was. It was like facing away from me, but I knew it was bad and I kept trying to tell it to leave and get away. And like it wasn't budging and my voice wasn't getting loud enough. And so I like had to force myself to scream at it. And I, as like midway through that scream, I woke up and I'm pretty sure I screamed myself awake. Interesting. And I, but I'm pretty sure China was there and I think the baby is awake. And when the baby's awake, I'm just like perched on the floor anyway. So that explains my bad back. But I asked her, she's like, I don't think so. I don't think you yelled. I'm like, You're probably just tired. Yeah. You hear your husband on the floor. Ah! If it makes you feel any better, color purple is usually a royal Royalty, color. Yeah. So if it's a demon, it's one of the top demons in hell. Oh, perfect. Great. You're important. I'm very <laughs> important. I'm a VIP, if you will. Anyway, all that talk brings us around to a story from Hangover Fart. So if you're, if you're ready. Those are the worst. Yeah. So if you're ready to dive into that. Sometimes those are messy. Let's let it out. I had just come off a night shift. It was mid-morning. There was some light in my room, and although my eyes were closed, I could still see around my room. It almost felt like a lucid dream. I heard a soft whisper in my ear say hello. I was not yet afraid. It sounded as though someone wanted to say hi, but wanted to wake me up gently. I wanted to respond, but my vocal cords, along with the rest of my body, were completely paralyzed. So I said hello back in my head. The next thing I heard was a loud hissing fuck you in the most spiteful and vicious tone I have ever heard. Even though the light was shining through the windows, my room instantly became darker and I was immediately terrified. It took all of my strength and effort just to open my eyes, and when I did, everything went back to normal. I'll also share a recurring event that plagued me through my early childhood and is probably the reason I slept with a nightlight on until I was about eight years old. Only eight years old, hangover fart? Okay, you're talking to someone who still has a nightlight, I don't right? understand why there's like a question of a nightlight and why it's, yeah. you know, when I was young, yeah. nightlights were like a bad thing to have. Now every, every kid has a nightlight. That's like the, Every adult that I know has one as well. That's I, yeah. That's just so they don't stub their toe. Kind of is yeah. what they say. What it really is is we're all afraid of the dark. It's the demons. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I was terrified of the dark even in my teen years. Like honestly, there was not a lot to be happy about. So nightlights are, uh, but nightlights are also kind of terrifying in their own right. It's not like there's a because like they a create beacon. those crazy shadows. Yeah, and it's just like a soft light that uh, illuminates the demon. If anything, you're like, oh great. Cool. You kids these days, With your, your night, night lights, lights are like a 60 watt bulb. Back in my day, it, it was like a flickering candlelight. It was a candle. <laughs> your mom would light it every day before. Yeah, every once in a while, the house would catch <laughs> yeah. on fire because of my nightlight. But it's fine. Daddy yeah. will whoop me. Says, you and those demons, boy. <laughs> okay, so nightlight until about eight, eight years old. The first few times this occurred, I thought my parents were playing a trick on me. <laughs> what a fucked up, kind of fucked up parents you got, dude. Anyway, I would be lying in bed in that weird state, most likely asleep, but feeling as though I was aware of my surroundings. I would feel a death grip hand tickling me on my knee or the back of my hamstring. I would try to kick my leg out or reach out with my hand, but even thinking about doing so made the grip tighter and tighter until I was forced to wake myself up. I thought at first my parents were tickling me in my sleep, then running off to hide as soon as I woke up. Then came the vivid visual and auditory hallucinations. It always started with a breathing sound in my ear, and it made me feel as though there was something else in the room with me. 
Again, I would have this awareness of my surroundings, but there would be something out of place in my room that would clue me that would clue me in that something was not right. I might notice a toy out of place, but it was usually a corner was darker than it should be, or my closet door would be open and exposed to light from the hallway, but inside was completely pitch black. I'm not sure where I thought of the name, but I called it The Skin. Hmm, creepy. It was this featureless dark shape that moved around my room, always starting from that dark spot, and always giving me that death grip tickle that got worse and worse and was impossible to break until I forced myself to wake up. I am a staunch atheist and I do not believe in the supernatural, but even after all these years, writing this still creeps me out and if there's one thing that challenges my convictions, it is these very real, very scary experiences. I generally get annoyed when somebody's like, I was a, I'm a staunch atheist. Yeah. You can't find a more atheist atheist than this guy. I'm like, so well, anyway, that demon was tickling my kneecaps. Actually, <laughs> didn't he say, and this is where some stories get a little too, I'm pretty sure the story said, had a death grip hmm. tickling my knee. I'm like, yeah, death grip. What kind of tickling what, are you into? What kind of weird sick fetish are you got, pal? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that death grip tickle that we all love so much. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like uh, next level tickling. Yeah, I guess if if you think about it, people that don't that are very, or that are very ticklish that don't enjoy being tickled, every tickle feels like a death grip tickle because you can't breathe and you're sitting there like, stop, please, I'm begging you, stop. And then the person's just like, <laughs> I don't think it feels like death grip. I think that's why you can't. Part of the reason it's so frustrating because you can't breathe is because you know it's like. This didn't even hurt me, and I'm like about to die. Sure, I don't know, man. That's what's, what's really messed up is the fact that he thought it was his parents. For, I know he's like, that yeah. So anyway, my parents like to tickle me when I'm sleeping, and then run out of the room when I wake up. That shows you how humans rationalize things, even at a young age. Yeah, it's like this creepy guy that just offered me a ride isn't going to kill me, even though he has a stocking on his head and a knife in his hand and a clown suit in his back seat. It's yeah. fine. That's clown a shout out to. The Never bonus tr- video we did a while back. Never trust a clown. I know in the hockey games, you've seen that clown commercial where the girl's like, I'm going <laughs> to finally overcome my fear of like clown. a cranberry juice commercial or <laughs> something like that? If they can make cranberry juice taste amazing and only 10 calories, I can overcome my fear of clowns. She gets up and beats the clown's ass. That was hilarious. <laughs> like, you go, girl. Yeah, she did it. She really did it. I don't know, man. I have so many questions on sleep paralysis. Well, luckily for you, we have so zero answers. So I guess we'll have to hear another story. Eventually I'll, wait, I want to go back. I'm still angry about the guy. I'm a staunch atheist, but I had this supernatural experience. That's pretty weird. Like, why do you have to be a staunch atheist? Why can't you just be an atheist? Yeah. Why Why do you have to prove it to people? Why can't you just not believe in peace? (laughs) Yeah. I don't need to hear about it, man. Yeah. It's a little ironic coming from you because I believe you're a staunch atheist. I'm not an atheist. You're pretty atheistic, I'd say. I don't think I am. Do you consider yourself more agnostic? Or yeah. You just don't know? Oh, okay. I guess this is news to me, but yeah. That's, no. But yeah, I mean, because I was going to say, I'm like, fuck, man, you've had weird experiences, and you're like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it wasn't demons. I, I believe the world is a magical place, and, and there's no things to die. That, that I don't understand and that I don't get, and what, you know, I, I may not think they're demons or ghosts or aliens, but- yeah. There's something going on. There's something fishy out there. And I refuse to to say, oh, no, I'm not going to do this one religion, but I'm going to pick this new religion called atheism mm. and follow it staunchly. 
I'm it's the just, most devout feels, atheist. It feels the same, man. It really does. And I'm glad you're finally coming around. Oops. It's all like loosey goosey in there. We're trying to do a professional podcast. I can't have a loosey goosey microphone. Yeah. All right. I'm done venting on atheists. Dunking on them atheists. Yeah, the skeptics dunking on the atheists. Dunking on the atheists. Everybody's going to hate me. No, I'm pretty sure not everyone's going to hate the you. The atheists were like, we thought you were one <clears> of <throat> us. Yeah, all the religious people are going to be like, Christian, you lying sack of crap. <laughs> God loves you. No. <laughs> Just rip you a new one and then say God loves you. That's how it's done. America. Anyway, this next one is from Merkin Empire. I think Merkin is something gross, right? Or is that a... I think... Or is that like a race of people back in the day? I can't remember. There's I something. Say, I don't think. I think there's different things, but I'm think something gross is Merkin as well. Yeah, but I think it. I don't know what it is. Don't let us know in the comments. This seems like one of those keep it to yourself type. This of is moments. one of those things where you don't look it up on Urban Dictionary. That's right. Thanks. We have a hangover fart in a Merkin Empire. Beautiful. I was having odd and memorable dreams a number of months back, and sometimes it would feel like I was being hit with low voltages of electricity. When I would almost wake up, it felt sort of like I was being shocked and I could feel my eyes moving while they were closed. One night, while having a dream, it was interrupted by a voice saying, It's that cat! It's that goddamn cat! I then woke up, actually woke up, no longer dreaming, on my couch and saw a black cat near my couch and it felt as if it was sucking energy out of my body. Classic cat, cat move. Yeah, classic cat move. At this point, I started waking up and got confused because I don't have a cat. I yelled at it and kicked at it with my foot. The cat turned its head to me and had four, two above and two below, bright golden yellow eyes. It hissed and took on an evil feeling, like it was trying to go unnoticed and was pissed that I discovered it. I took another swing at it and jumped up and turned the light on. At this point, I started hooting, hollering, and screaming because this was happening. As the light came on, the cat ran out of my living room into the hallway where it stopped to look at me. I ran to the hallway and turned that light on and the cat ducked into my bedroom. I ran into the bedroom and turned that light on and it sort of vanished like a shadow behind the headboard of my Ikea bed on the floor. Nice name drop. I know this is weird, but what the hell is this? It sounds like what I've read about hallucinations from sleep paralysis, but I've never heard of them lasting this long. That almost gives me the feeling of, you remember uh, our first season, we went out and the, did the Jack Parsons episode and we were talking about Babylon? Yes. That almost sounds like the beast that Babylon rides, but smaller version. Four-eyed cat? Yeah, I just get that feeling, mm. like. It is kind of weird. It's a weird thing. Number one, to have a dream where it's like, it's that damn cat. And then you wake up and there's like a weird demon cat with four eyes that you literally chase around your house until it disappears behind your headboard. Nah. Yeah. Freaky, man. Just waiting for you to fall asleep again. Yeah. It'll eventually eat that person's eyes. It'll Merkin, Merkin's eyes. Are Merkin empires. Yeah. An hors d'oeuvre soon. Anyway, I thought that was a strange one. And this guy, like, actually had the balls to go and follow this thing. And I'm just like, ah! Yeah, me. Like, when that sloth jumped over me and ran out of my room, I just got up and closed the door. I'm like, not today, sloth. Yeah. Not today. Not going to get you, boy. You're going to have to wake up pretty early in the morning to pull one over on me. All the right? fact that it ran tells you it was probably a demon more than a sloth. But you don't think there's a Usain Bolt of sloths out there? I've been to a sloth sanctuary 
I'm almost 100% sure no, there is not. <laughs> it took three hours just to turn its head and look at me, so. Pretty much. Yeah. Those things are slow as shit. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. I didn't expect there to actually be a sloth in the California city desert, but that's what it looked. That's yeah. what it looked like. It was that. That thought sloth would be a little warm. Hmm. Yes. Just I mean, technically, little. I've seen it down in Costa Rica where it's, it's hot. It's a little toasty. But more humid. We'll get to the bottom of the sloth thing at some point, but for the time being, let's get into another story. Yeah. I was around 15 and woke up suddenly in the middle of the night. Oh, hormones. That's never good. I was sleeping on my stomach, so I couldn't really see around me. Now that I think about it, I'm not even completely sure that my eyes were even open, but immediately I sensed that I wasn't alone. Initially, I was too afraid to look around the room, and for a long time, I just laid there listening. I heard footsteps approaching from the foot of my bed, and moments later, I felt and heard the spot next to me sink down as if someone had just taken a seat on my bed beside my feet. At this point, I was already scared shitless, but I didn't believe in ghosts, so I decided that if I turned around to see what it was, I would realize that it was only my imagination. Great rationalization. Yeah, that is. What I don't believe in ghosts, so someone's probably about to murder me. It's fine. Yeah. Eventually, I finally said fuck it and decided to turn my head to face whatever creature of the night had decided to join me in bed. And that's when I realized that I was unable to move. I started to feel incredibly claustrophobic, and behind me I could feel this monster clawing up the bed to settle atop my back. I could feel it trying to suffocate me by pressing my body and head into the bed, and no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't move a single limb or body part. I also have vague memories of being lifted into the air, exorcist style, and looking down on myself while being suffocated by this monster, like an out-of-body experience. Mm. I don't know, it was pretty frightening. When I finally regained the ability to move, I ran out of my room crying to my mom. She was already getting ready for work, and needless to say, she was scared shitless when her 15-year-old daughter, who never admits fear and never cries in public, came crying to her at 5 in the morning claiming to have seen a ghost. But at that point, that's what I was convinced it was. I didn't sleep the rest of the night and was convinced I'd had an encounter with some type of demon. And you did. That does almost sound like the gremlin type of thing, though, that we talked about earlier, but she just couldn't see it. I'm not picturing the gremlin thing. You're gonna have to show me this picture sometime. Are you serious? Didn't you, that's the same. That's the, the, the painting, the thing that's on the pull up your phone right now as I prepare this next story and type sleep paralysis painting. Or old hag. Or... I'll do this, but you got to understand that I grew up on two types of gremlins. One was the one on the wings of, of airplanes. Classic. The other, you couldn't get it. You couldn't feed after midnight. It, yeah, and don't get it wet. Oh, okay, I've seen this painting. Yeah. So when I say the gremlin, that's exactly what I'm referring to. And that's what these people are referring to, especially the ones at the beginning of the episode. But a couple of them, the ones that they couldn't even see it, a couple of the, like, it just sounds like that same entity i don't think it's a gremlin though you think it's a gargoyle it says here a demonic and ape-like incubus well that is what we mentioned also that yeah gremlin, I think that I, that's was... why it was throwing me off because the gremlin is just giving me gremlin views also there's the car the gremlin from the 70s and you're picturing a car climbing up this bed and suffocating person with its tire on hands or i mean car comes up on your bed and on your back you're not going to make it very far you might have an out-of-body experience yeah you'll be meeting the lord yeah all right the devil yeah. i guess congrats could you go did. either way if there's an incubus involved very true 
So anyway, moving right along, this next story is from Three Black Chairs. I'd never heard of it until a co-worker came into work and told us how they had sleep paralysis that previous night. I thought it was strange and didn't think too much about it, and my co-worker didn't go into too much detail. Amazingly, two weeks later, I would suffer from sleep paralysis as if my co-worker inceptioned my brain. It's contagious. Which is the exact thing that happened to my brother in Vegas after watching The Nightmare. So maybe that's going to happen to you tonight. It still hasn't happened, man. We'll see. We've had two sleep paralysis episodes. We'll inception your brain at some point. Watch it just happen to me instead. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I, it I backfired. Have like, I have like the most fascinating dreams. So I was lying in bed and woke up. I could look around the room, moving my eyes, and see my alarm clock changing to the next minute and saw my ceiling fans swirling, but I could not move my body at all. Everything in my room was as it should have been, except for one thing. Near the foot of my bed, against the wall, were two thin closet doors. These doors have never been in my room before. To my unbelievable terror, the doors opened and I watched this decrepit old woman stagger slowly around my bed until she was leaning over my chest. Baba Yaga. To say I was terrified would not do it justice. I have never been that scared before and I don't know what I could do to recreate that level of terror. As she stalked over me, I felt a large amount of pressure on my chest and felt as though she was draining some kind of energy from me. My terror grew to new heights. I tried to fight back, but my body wouldn't move. I tried to scream, but it wasn't working. Being paralyzed is terrifying enough without being attacked by a creepy old lady. Then in a flash, it was over. I was still looking at the same room, but the old lady and the closet doors were gone. It took me hours to calm down and finally go to sleep with the lights on it gets crazier i don't believe in ghosts classic i think events such as mine can be explained but one thing still freaks me out a month after having this episode i decided to do research on sleep paralysis and i came to find many interesting facts many people will suffer from this once in their life and there are paintings depicting this phenomenon as early as 1781 which is the painting you just looked at. But the most disturbing thing I found was a picture of something called the old hag, which I think is actually what she just looked at. This picture I found was the same old lady I saw in my bedroom. Apparently, some people might see a demon sitting on their chest, among other things, and others might see an old, decrepit hag. There are all of these people who happen to see the same creepy image of an old lady, and that's insane. So, this person had no idea what sleep paralysis was I had a co-worker talk about an episode they had and then two weeks later this person has sleep paralysis witnesses the old hag and then decides to do some digging on sleep paralysis episodes and finds a painting of the old hag that is the exact same woman that he saw in his room come through the magic portal closet doors and start attacking his chest or whatever and he says it's the same woman from the painting that he had never seen before. Except, and I don't Except. want to totally shoot it down. Oh, here we go. But when you say you've never seen a painting before, mm. if it's a somewhat popular painting, that's probably not true. Oh, you think at some point in his life, he caught a glimpse of it or yeah. walked past it or was browsing the internet and it was an ad on Facebook. Once. And it's not to say that this is why he saw this. Mm hmm. But you'd have to go pretty deep in the archives to pull that up if that was. Uh, well, it's just a general fact that we hmm? see things all the time that we don't really register. Yeah. True. You know, it's like when you think about a certain car and then all of a sudden you see a bunch of them on the roads. They were always hmm. there. You just yeah. didn't notice them. You just didn't pay attention to them. So yeah. maybe whatever these these 
sleep paralysis beings are can take the form of your subconscious. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I'm sure right. there's a couple people out there, there that, that just enjoyed that. Yeah, sleep paralysis beings. We got it. Yeah. You know, it's just whatever these are, your mind might form the pattern, and that might be where you get the similarities between people. Yeah. You know, you're going to see an entity that you can't really see. Your brain's going to form an opinion of what it is. You got to admit that it's one hell of a coincidence or crazy or just out there strange improbabilities that you can see something that was seen by someone in the 1700s then terrified them so much that they painted this thing. And then, you know, hundreds of years later, you're having a weird nightmare hallucination in your room and you happen to see the exact same thing. And then other people around the world see the exact same thing. And it's, it's just, I don't know, man, it's, it's a pretty long walk to get to, to that coincidence, dude. Like, I mean, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a coincidence. It yeah. just is how our mind might form what we're experiencing yeah. that is unfathomable. And that is a very popular painting, like, you know, especially in this, the paranormal realm or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast is like, I know what paintings you're talking about. Yeah. You, you might see a blob over here. Your brain is going to form it into something yeah. for you. Because it has to make it make it a pattern of something that's recognizable. Enjoy, give me demon. Yeah. And maybe that's why some people have like really scared, like what's going on? Either they have these demon like things coming through that I don't ever see or yet it's their imagination. And, it and we can argue all day about that. It's, it is fascinating how similar some of these things are that they see. And I'm not saying that they've all seen a same picture when they were two years old looking through a book and they remembered it later, but that does happen. That does happen. Got one or two more for you. Before that, I will say that the scientific opinions aren't really any better oh, than the experiences yeah. in this case, because mm. we don't understand the brain enough to make really good opinions on what's really going on. Yeah, they're just as out there as the actual paranormal explanation. I mean, some of their, their theories Okay, yeah, that happens probably in some of the cases, but some of these cases are just too weird. Why the hell is something going to eat your heart out of your chest? Because that's what they do. Yeah, but it makes no sense. Why doesn't it make sense? You don't, do you think monsters? It's not a rational predators, thing that a human what, brain just automatically jumps yeah. to. That's what predators do, though. They attack, they We've never rip you apart. You, you and I and most of these people that experience this have never experienced a predator like that. Sure, but if you were to experience a predator, it would probably want to prey on you. Still, that's breaching. So that's a tough one for me. It's it's like are you expecting it to like pop out of the closet and hand you a no, cyanide pill? It's, pill and it's be like, such a this. weird happening hmm. that it almost gives it a little bit of credibility. Classic. We don't normally jump to something eating our heart or sticking their lizard tongue down your ear. That's what you think. That could be a, like a, a bad uncle though that snuck into their okay. room. Okay. All right, Christian, you keep your weird bad uncle stories to yourself, hey, right? There were a lot of them in Gen X. I believe it. Give me some more juicy demons. Since I don't have to suffer this, I, I'm thoroughly entertained by sleep paralysis. I apologize to the people that experience it, that I am finding joy in these stories. Joy is the wrong word, though. But you are. Entertainment. This next story, here we go. I've got a good sleep paralysis story for all you fine fellows. I'll be the judge of that. Keyword judge. Uh, my first bout of sleep paralysis occurred at the ripe age of about 13. Of course, I had no idea what sleep paralysis was at the time, so I immediately assumed I was being attacked by some kind of demonic force. I awoke in the middle of the night to what I perceived to be my entire bed shaking violently. 
Unable to move, I stayed put, completely petrified in my bed. The shaking eventually stopped, but I still could not move. Now this is where it gets really fucked up. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw what I perceived to be a creature moving through the doorway of my room. I heard a voice cry out, What the fuck? By now, my 13-year-old mind had had just about all it could take. I was calling out to Jesus and every other deity I could think of, not out loud, of course, because I couldn't speak. I managed to throw my body off my bed, but was still paralyzed lying on the floor. My eyes were still open, and above me, I could see faces. Not normal faces, either. Evil, dark, covered in shadows. Eventually, I woke up from this hellish experience on the floor, and guess what fucking time it was? 3 a.m. I didn't sleep for a long time. The next morning, I asked my dad if he had heard any of the commotion. He said that he had a nightmare of his own, thinking there was an intruder in our house, and woke up exclaiming, What the fuck? <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. This, this revelation scared me even more because it told me that I had been awake for the whole ordeal. I'm 20 years old now and only recently discovered that there were other others with experiences like mine. I still experience bouts of sleep paralysis, though they aren't as intense. Now I am usually able to calm myself until the feeling passes. Still terrifying, nonetheless. That's kind of hilarious. It's hilarious that he like hears this voice crying out, what the fuck, and while he's on the floor... He's experiencing all these creepy ass faces. And then he wakes up and he's like talking to his dad. He's like, did you hear any commotion? He's like, no, but I had a dream where I woke up screaming, what the fuck? So there's that. They're already in the house. I know. Yeah. What if that, that's what, if the dad had dream of an intruder and then this kid is having dreams of, or hallucinations of weird intruders with creepy evil faces. Who's to say they're not correlated? Maybe a couple of them snuck down the hall to the parents' room. It's like, oops, this is the wrong bedroom. You're not having sleep paralysis. This is why you have to have cats and dogs in your house. Yes. Because they may not completely protect you, but they kind of give you enough warning. Yeah. They're like a little smoke alarm for you to yeah. at least get a heads up on what's going on. True. They can't sneak up on you quite as easily if you have those kind of furry animals. That's very true. That's very true. A hamster's just going to sit in the corner and munch on its kibbles yeah. Watch you die. Yeah, don't get hamsters, folks. No. Weird guardian. Birds Weird are just going to squawk, but they won't squawk at the right time. They'll yeah. be like, kill him. And an ant colony is just going to do weird holes and shit. Yeah. So don't All they want to do is worship the queen. Don't ever trust anything that worships a, a person. Yeah. I guess an ant would be a person, an ant person. An ant person. You know what I'm trying There's to say. There's movies about that. Sure. Anyway. Demons are real. <clears throat> Demons Especially are real. Especially when you're asleep. Welcome. Welcome to the right side of history, Christian. If you have sleep paralysis, grab a Bible, sleep with it under your pillow. That's right. Holy yeah. water and a crucifix. Wow. Okay. Now that we've gotten all those cliches out of the way, um, let's move on to this, this final story by Quasman. Just following the twilight of drifting into sleep, I entered into a semi-surreal trance-like paralysis where I remained still lying in bed but with a sense of dreamlike qualities in the room. In no sudden manner, the room started darkening and an overarching presence of dread began filling the air and changing the lighting to a dark red and indigo with an almost velvet texture. The lightning and texture of the air alone was remarkably, was remarkably frightening simply because it gives the sense that you're being closed in on and partially transported out of your bedroom. That's when the worst came. Lying on my back, my head was turned to the right of the bed. My eyes were perfectly in line with the edge of my bed where a demonic skull started slowly creeping up from what I get the sense of 
underneath my bed. Whispers began filling the air, not with any coherent message, but with enough increasing volume as to overload my senses and block out even my own thoughts. As the skeleton rose further, deeper groans started bellowing out from where he was spawning. The groans didn't sound like speech, instead like an amplified and slowed sounds of wooden structure or ship bowing under pressure. Despite my entire psyche screaming out to my body to move, to yell, to escape by any means possible, I could do nothing but watch. Before too long, I woke up. I was 15 or 16 at the time and had to get out of bed for an hour or so before I fully recovered. I had no sense after waking that I was in danger or that anything that happened was outside of a nightmare. I didn't acknowledge the experience of sleep paralysis until, until, years, until years later after a couple more experiences. Nobody wants to see a demon skull pop up from the side of their bed. Nobody wants to see any kind of skull pop up from the side of their bed. Sometimes people want to see regular skulls. That's true. But there's aren't. actually one story. There's a. I've read a ton of stories for this episode that I didn't. That didn't make the cut. And one of them, this lady said she was having sleep paralysis and she had horrible visions. But one that actually was kind of calming to her was a bunch of glowing skeletons floated into her room and started like entertaining, doing fun dances for her. And oh, shit. I get that one. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that'd be fun. Wonder how old this person was. No idea. Because there was like an old cartoon that has something like that. Like the dancing kind of, skeletons and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing like animated GIFs of it and stuff. Yeah. So it, that's so, what I pictured when I read the story. I'm like, that's almost exactly. Yeah, there's that. And then there's another one that was like, a, that's somewhat, I'll kind of like give you a rundown astral projection wise. This person had pretty much an out-of-body experience in the middle of a sleep paralysis episode where they were paralyzed for a little bit and then like tried so hard to get out that they actually popped out of their body. <laughs> and like floated like i think they said like 12 or 14 feet in the air and like looked down on their body and he was trying to scream and yell and he said everything he was yelling came back as like a weird like almost like creepy echo and so he said he yelled something and then he heard it come back and he said when he when he looked down at his body he realized that what he was yelling his body was saying but it was straining to get it out and so that's why it sounded creepy. It was like his body being like, help me or some weird crap like that. But then he said like his four-year-old son was also in bed with them, with his wife and him. And so it was almost to the point like where he was trying to yell and then his son's mouth would do the same thing, like mimic the words. So he was like almost like throwing his consciousness into this, in his son's body via words. I don't, it was a really weird story, but it got even weirder when he said he felt a presence behind him in the astral plane. And it was this like almost grudge looking girl. She latched onto him and like was trying to like pretty, I mean, the way he worded it was like drain his body of energy and shit like that, like an energy, energy vampire. And at some point he was like praying and praying and crying out to whatever deity would listen. And he got yanked out and pulled back into his body. But the last thing I remember seeing is the look on this like energy vampire's face of like shock. Like even the energy vampire didn't expect it to happen. Was like, what the hell? How'd you escape? That was a weird ass story that didn't make the cut. That is pretty crazy. It reminds me of uh, like the Monroe Institute, which we've talked about before, mm -hmm. but when they teach you a little bit about basically astral projecting, there's ways to protect yourself against those kind of entities yeah. that may do you harm in the astral realm. Yeah, that's the whole reason I don't want to astral project is because I know of like astral entities and whatnot, or because of just all the stories I've heard of them. I'm like, it sounds like it'd be fun. Like, yeah, sure. Peter pan it up in the sky and whatever, but fuck, 
you run into something you're not supposed to see who's to say you're ever making it back to your body you just demons. Gotta, you just gotta be in the right frame of mind man yeah you gotta be groovy wow I don't know where that came from the 60s from the sounds of it I didn't even exist in the 60s mm. but you know what it was it was a sleep paralysis demon talking through me getting everybody to think it's cool like hey groovy's cool again everyone yeah Christian said it, so it must be cool. I didn't say it. The sleep demon said it. No, no, but it's talking through you. Yes. So that it could be cool again. Anyway, that's all I got. I don't know, man. I'm still not convinced. There's but you're both, not not convinced. There's there's both scientific and paranormal reasons this could be happening, and they could both be happening at the same time. Yeah, and they could be happening, and it could be different instances for different things, too. Like, I'm not saying that every, again, every sleep paralysis experience is 100% definitively paranormal. Yeah. But I'm not saying that it's also 100% definitively scientifically proven to be something that is just your brain making up weird shit, you know? Yeah. I think it's a case-by-case basis on this particular subject, and I think there's certain things and certain, like, kind of easter eggs you find in stories that kind of steer you in the direction of which one it is right and for me personally a lot of these stories the one, at least the ones that i picked out i'm like there's some stuff that like a couple of these are probably nothing more than hallucination there's also some where you're just like there's a lot of details in there that feel like the thing was sentient and was actually preying on this person i just part of me still has trouble understanding why these like demon type things are going after the people the way they do jumping on their chest yeah. sticking their tongue in its ear nice hot. trying to rip out its heart with it you know through so its hot. chest yes yeah. it's like it's a good stuff. those are very vivid hallucinations oh yeah a little almost too vivid to be a real hallucination hmm. if they were then you almost gotta like wonder what is going on in this person's minds that caused these you almost would rather it be uh sleep paralysis yeah. thing or entity that act is actual real than your brain doing that because those are some pretty trippy things for your brain to do to itself oh yeah if it's the brain that kind of doesn't make sense either the brain for most people aren't isn't going to attack it like that true so i don't know well, could be you, a combination yeah you got you got our opinions on it how about you guys sound off huh you're sitting there listening like a bunch of creepers how about you tune in join us on social media give us your thoughts if you're on youtube listen to this episode comment below what you think about the stories that we've told on on today's sleep paralysis episode and if you got one of your own send it in comment it or send it to the gang at the freakydeeky.com we'd love to hear from you guys we want to know your thoughts you're just as much a part of this show as christian and i are and uh and we always love your input. So send that over. But while you're at it, join us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TFT Paranormal on TikTok, whatever, man. Just get in touch. We love hearing from you guys. Shoot the shit with us. Go to the website. Join. Uh, check out the merch. We got some dope merch up there. We're going to be doing a giveaway for a fanny pack. I've been talking about it for a while. It's about time to do it. And I'll probably do that on Instagram. So you're going to want to be a part of that. Go and follow us on Instagram. And review the show, as always. We love you guys. We'll see you right back here next week for an episode on something I don't know yet, but we'll get back to it. You'll see it next week. It'll be fine.